You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Poppin' everybody, hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. Just, I just can't wait for your daughter to be born, Ben, and then, then, who knows, maybe I'll get to host an episode. <laughs> do you, d- maybe, maybe, maybe what we could we'll do see. is, if we could just have an episode where it's just you. It's just me. It's, it's just like, you. It's like, what's up, guys? It's just, here is just one full hour of my inner monologue, completely unfiltered. <laughs> I can't imagine anyone being interested in that at all. I also find it, think it would be very difficult for me to keep up just a continuous stream of thought for that long. Uh, sometimes it's actually pretty funny. Like if you just start typing down your inner monologue and just let it go wherever yeah. it's going to go. And all of a sudden you're talking about foxes. Well, why are you talking about foxes? Because they rhymed with boxes and boxes reminded you of the way that you were walking up the attic stairs that one day. And there's a smell in the air. This is exactly how like brains wander though. Like sometimes when uh, we would be driving places and there would like be like a quiet that would come over the car, uh, our our good buddy John from the GMA would often just be like John Carlin, what are you thinking about? And it would just be like I would just try always like answer like what am I thinking about? Where has my want my mind zoned out to? And it'd be like M and M's. It'd be like really? How'd you get there? And I'd be like I'd like try and backtrack it all the way back to like okay that was it. <laughs> First off, I love how much you're perfectly capturing John's enthusiasm oh, that, about yes. what you're thinking about at any point in time because there is no wrong answer when it comes to what are you thinking about. <laughs> yeah. But like I yeah so my my good friend Stephen who we talk about on the pop a lot this we used to work together doing um the the aquarium gig and we would like be in the truck together all day every day yeah which very similar to a problem you and i have where it's like it's like we'll go home and not see each other for like five more hours of consciousness every day yeah and then it's like the next day it's like so what's new yeah it's like i haven't what'd you do what happened in the five hours yeah it's like well well let me tell you i drove home and uh yeah we had dinner and we put the kids to bed and then beth and i watched tv and then we were exhausted so we went to bed and it's you know right yeah (laughs) rinse and repeat every day (laughs) um yeah but like this this was always the case with Stephen. like where where my mind is constantly focused on like i mean to say focused is overstating it immediately your mind is constantly unfocused on many things yes yes very well said very well said yes there's absolutely like i'm not even just thinking about the pop right now i'm absolutely thinking about this like specific downtown Roanoke space that's available. Yeah, it's like I'm like filling it in my brain. You're like putting things. In, you're like playing The Sims. Like, well, then I can get the cup, the sprinkle machine. I can't even stress it enough. 
I was just, I was just struggling on where to put the sprinkle machine. Yeah. Like that is like one of the biggest dilemmas. And if I could figure it out, then it, I feel like this whole entire idea would be go. Yeah. You'd be like, okay, this is it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But so I would ask the Steven, I'd be like, so what, what are you thinking about right now? And he would so often say nothing. Like he's like, I'm thinking about nothing right now. And I'm like, what? No. <laughs> How? What? No. <laughs> How? But the thing is, is like, and and for the longest period of time, I was like, I don't know how you're not more preoccupied with more things all the time and always. But this is where, this is where I feel like it would be like a superpower to be able to get inside of someone else's brain. Oh, right. Just, just for like a minute, you know, and like, like step in there and like be able to sort of still have your perspective of the world, but then also be able to like, be like, what, how does this person's brain work and how can all of my own knowledge paired with however they view the world, like how many gaps immediately get filled in? You mean like about that person or just all together? All things. Like I I would be so curious how, how many or how few people it would take to have like, um, like a collective, uh, like genius brain by just taking otherwise not genius, like IQ people mm-hmm. in, in combining their specific knowledges. Like, like if you were to take right, like, like synergy, like more than the sum of their parts. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So like if you were to take like, like a, like a car mechanic and like an accountant and like a barista and, um, a gumball dealer yeah. and, and have like those four. I don't know why I landed on gumball dealer. I think it was the sprinkles. You, <laughs> I was, I was like sprinkles, but like bigger, you, you know, some people are like, yeah, what's, what's your business? And it's like, you've heard of gumballs. Like, yeah, like you like 25 cents, like rolls down like a cool roller coaster. And then you chew a bad tasting piece of candy for like five minutes. Like, yes, that, I, that's my that's my biz. I, I make seven um, cents I, every time you eat one. I am a gumball dealer. Yep. yep. Exclusively gumballs. Yeah. But like, so if you were to take those four brains and put them into one, would they be like, would they be smarter than like a chess master? Oh, like, because you'd be talking about like, like four totally separate areas of expertise that don't seem like they would have any business co-meshing. Yeah. But like, if you were to take like a, like a giant picture, if you will, like a, like a giant canvas and that canvas is just like like empty and like my knowledge would fill like this black spot and this green spot and this red spot and this yellow spot. Right. Yeah. And it would be like, like how long would it take before the entire canvas was covered with information? Right. Like I don't have enough knowledge myself to fill the whole canvas. Right. Like if you're imagine, I, this is, that's a very interesting way to imagine like the way your brain like approaches the world, like as, as if it's a canvas. Cause like, you're right. You, you might have like a grand scope and your section of the canvas might be like incredibly detailed and very rich and well oriented, but it doesn't, it's like, and that's great. And it's obviously you have skill and tons of knowledge, but also a majority of the canvas is still blank. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know? and, and it's like, it's, it's to no fault of anybody's oh, yeah. ever. It's oh, just, yeah. it's just like you, you can only learn so many things. You can only be so exposed to so many things. Right. And so it's, it's like, like, it's like your example about chess. It's like, you know what? It's a, that's like a weird way to think about it. Like, could those four people beat someone who's really good at chess? Probably not. Cause chess is a very learned game. And True. on that person's canvas, chess is going to be like extremely well painted. And even if you put in like a ton of people who've all played chess, they're still not going to beat someone who's played like a thousand games of chess. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And, and I was actually, I was watching a documentary on Netflix the other night that was about um, like memories and yeah. the way that like memories work and mm-hmm. how memorization is. And there are, there is literally a like competitive field of memory where it's, 
it's like you might have um like a, a group of people go into a room and they're going to give you a list uh like a like a decimal place to like 10,000 like decimal points and you were given like a, like a, an amount of time to remember as many decimal points as you possibly can and the like then and like that's literally what the, like this this field of competition is is just how far can you remember anything right. and, and they were saying that these the people who compete in this it's it's not that they are the like the most intelligent people you've ever met yeah but the skill is learnable yeah which which i found completely fascinating and they were they were breaking down the way that it specifically works and i I thought this was very interesting but like they will they will take like a group of numbers and and like convert those numbers into like letters and then try to get the closest word they can get from those letters and then start to tell a story with all of the numbers oh. in a row. And then on top of that, they will, they will then have their narrative and then they will take a, like a walking path that they know. Like, so like, you know, if I were to go and like walk around the building that we work out of, uh, it would be like multiple blocks of, of like travel. Then like, I know all of diff- the different spots. I know like where different retail establishments are. I know like all these things. And then what they will then additionally do is place the characters from their story into a mental walking path that they can take. Oh, that's interesting. So that then they've, they've like geo locked. It's like, it's like, you know, the, the, the old lady in the shower, it's like that, like they exist on the block next to the winery, you know? And it's like, and at that point in time, you never have to wonder approximately where in this, in in like, and they always know that the word old was the sequence three, four, five and lady is always nine, eight, three. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's an old lady. Yeah. Then I've already forgotten my example. So I'd be bad at this. (laughs) No, I'm sure you'd be very good at this, but, um, I, I thought it was, I was like, he's so interesting the way that, that like what they're doing is literally going into different parts of their brain and and building these like constructs in, in in such a in such a unique way i yeah that like, is a very that's a very cool way to do it it's interesting you bring okay i'm not, I'm not sure how like uh on the same path this is let me know but like uh, as you were talking about that it made me think of this which is when i am listening when I, often when i re-listen to a book uh, like for the second time or something when I get to certain parts like I will remember where I was listening to it the first time yes Do you ever experienced this I, I I don't and I wish that I did oh okay like way more because and I think that this is probably where uh, when I am like re-listening to books like the like Harry Potter or name of the wind things that I've I have read uh, many, many, many times with, yeah. the, with the intent of like almost aggressive comprehension. Yeah. Um, I think that typically what it is, is that I'm, I am attempting to incorporate the listening of the book into um, aspects of my like, you know, day to day life where I can do it in addition to many other things. Yeah. So typically I am doing rather routine tasks, yeah. which makes my geolocation very uh, not unique. Well, okay, but sometimes it can even be just like down to the activity I was doing. That's or fair. something. That's fair. Like I know, in particular, there. Uh, what what book? I this is not, now. I'm I'm failing to give you an example. But I know, like the uh, the podcast, uh, Dear Hank and John. Uh, by the vlog brothers. I used to listen to a lot while I was mowing the lawn at my old house. And like, whenever I hear it, I will often like imagine myself mowing the lawn. That's a little less good of an example because it's not like a specific episode sure, or something. But um, like I know uh, in name of the wind, there's a section where 
they are describing uh, how how Telu defeated Encanis or whatever. And like I know the first time I was listening to that, I was driving down this road past a bunch of volleyball fields. And every time it gets to that, like five or six listens later, I'm always like imagining myself in the car driving past the volleyball fields. That's so interesting. Yeah. That or is like, so interesting. But like uh, just this morning. And so like repeat listens don't adjust your location like it, it, you can always go back to the first it the seems first like it's place. the first time although okay. something like harry potter where i've probably listened to it like 20 or 30 times now uh-huh. like that's a complete wash i have no idea okay that I, makes that, sense that's that's pretty much been lost to it but like um our editor riley this morning was uh asking me about a specific like episode of the podcast criminal where there was this like identity theft or whatever, you know, that's a great podcast if you uh if you need a recommendation. Me and Beth listen to it a lot on road trips. Okay. But as he brought up the specific episode, it was like my brain went to these like winding roads in North Carolina because we almost always listen to criminal exclusively on long road trips. And it was like I like what I also associate with this memory is driving to Beth's cousin's wedding through back roads in North Carolina. <laughs> this is that is in, that is super, super interesting because yeah. we we have always talked about your your ability to like memorize facts from from just so many like different stories and and I mean like like I feel like we could go deep into the animated cartoon show Hey Arnold and I mm-hmm. bet you could remember details about that show that like the, that I just can't remember and it's like while we watched a lot of that show growing up yeah it is not something where I I ever felt like it was a part of like my identity in the same way that like Harry Potter is so, I don't I don't feel like Hey Arnold would be a part of my identity no I know, okay. I know but the the difference being is that like I still think that you would be able to remember or you would still be able to bring back facts about that show that that I could not remember. Okay. Do you have a question? Do you want to test it? I was trying to think. Doesn't he have a pig? Does Hey Arnold have a pig? Yes, he does have a pig. Is his he, name Abner. Abner? Yes. Okay, I remembered it too. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Bad example. Bad example. Let me, yeah, you let me, remembered it. <laughs> let me let me think of something else. Let me think of something else. Okay. Um, oh goodness gracious! I keep going to Helga Pataki, yeah. whose sister's name is Olga. Oh man. That's impressive. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. 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 Let, let me see if I can get one more. One more. Think, 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 think. Okay. Do they have a teacher? Uh, they had two teachers. Who was their teacher? Oh, um, God. I don't remember the. I don't remember their names. I know it goes from like a kooky old lady to like a balding man. Okay. Yeah. And okay. they like bully him out and then he gets replaced with like a drill sergeant and then they're like, this is worse. So they want the other guy back. Got it. Um, what's his name? I don't remember his name though. <laughs> okay. 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 Man, I was, I was trying to see how, how, how absurdly deep, I can't even picture the teacher. I was just like, I know that they're, are they in fourth grade? <laughs> they're in fourth grade. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm remembering something. I'm, I'm kind of proud of myself. Actually. PS 118. Yes. Um, but the point is, the point is that what I think is very interesting is that at a young age, you must have started this practice of geolocating information like either on purpose or accidentally but either way the effect is the same Mm -hmm. because it's it's very interesting to me because i i I was in the room when riley was asking about the specific podcast episode and i mean like i listened to three episodes of the podcast reply all over the weekend and probably couldn't tell you anything about the second one i listened to okay like like it's already just sort of like i can remember the first one was about this the second one was about this the middle one is just like Gone. Gone. It's like I, I was taking it in. I was enjoying it. I'm sure that there's there's information that was added to the brain desk. Yeah. You know. Right. Up there somewhere. Uh. But but otherwise, it's just like like if you were to ask me specifics about that episode, not only do I mostly not remember even what it was about at all, but I definitely couldn't go into specifics. Okay. So you, as someone who listens to many podcasts, it is 
kind of mind-blowing to me that you could go back to a specific episode from one podcast that you maybe listened to once and mm-hmm. and again it like this is not speaking to again like harry potter which maybe is something that like has become part of who we are you were talking about one episode of a podcast that you've listened to once right and that you listen to because you you listen to it on road trips it's a fun way to like make right the trip go it's by. like between road trips lots of episodes get released so there's like a nice like back catalog but i'm not listening to it consistently in my regular life so i always know i'll have a bunch to listen to on road trips right right yeah. so the the <clears throat> other thing that's interesting to me about this is how much more are you listening like like because i feel like you must be giving it your a greater percentage of your there's no doubt i know this is the potential downside is that like when something when like content is near me like my brain really wants to consume it interesting like like to like even like sometimes luke will be you know watching um what like what's what's like a great example of this um like daniel tiger or something just as an example and uh like my brain like wants to know what's happening in that show. You know, like I want to know the plot. I want to know what super easy puzzle they're going to have to solve. <laughs> it's like it like it wants to know what the characters are doing and what the relationships are with those characters. And it'll be like, you know, Bethel you know, say something. Oh, yeah, this episode was on. And I can be like this episode where that happened with this. And she's like, I am. I'm not really paying attention. Like I'm not. I'm, she can completely zone it out. You know, when but, it's on, it's like I can't, though. <laughs> this is this is interesting. Yeah. Do you remember this like this ever not being the case? I don't I don't know cuz most of the time like I do want to be focused on it but certainly like when yeah we're listening to like a podcast or something like if Beth needs to interrupt me to like ask a question or have like another thought like I will need to pause it cuz I don't want to like miss something. But I think I think I know that like I really want to know all of a thing. Like okay. especially like and it seems like when when it comes to like, you know, a show or a movie or something that's pretty like a movie's pretty easy. You just watch the movie, that's pretty much it. Uh-huh. But like I remember, I think when I was a kid, like, because you couldn't watch shows the way you can today on streaming where you just suck like season one and then you just play all 20 episodes in a row. Right. You know, like if you want to see all of Hey Arnold, you just have to see every episode and just trust that you've watched it come on enough times that you've seen them all, but you don't really know. It, that's you know ve- that, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's very true. For one, you were never getting the opportunity to watch them chronologically, right. re- really in any capacity. Two, it felt like so often you were watching the same episode that you just watched earlier that week. Right. If not literally the same day, half yeah. the time. Um, and and on top of on top of that, the idea of there being like seasons of a show did not even occur oh, to me. That this like, Im- yeah, so and this is part of the thing with kids shows though, especially at least when we were growing up, is like they weren't very chronological at all. Like it didn't matter what order you saw things in, basically at all. Right. You know, you could watch any given episode. All the characters are the same. Here's you know the premise of the show. It's fine. Nothing matters in like chronological in a chronological sense. Except I remember when we were growing up. Uh, Avatar The Last Airbender was coming out. And that is a show that definitely the further you get into it, like the order in which things are happening is important. Um, I've thought about that before too because it it always blows my mind that Avatar was a Nickelodeon show. Like it it doesn't feel, like it feels way too sophisticated to have existed (laughs) there, which which is kind of interesting in its own right because there's a part of me that almost wonders like, is there... Is there like a parallel universe? Like, is this like one of those odd situations where like Disney successfully bought Harry Potter and it would be so hard to think of Harry Potter as anything other than a Disney property 
but like but they didn't you know like mm-hmm. warner brothers brought it bought it right and, and so like now now it like exists over here but this is this is like the strange instance where avatar could have been picked up by a lot of different places and it's like a very critically acclaimed show it is like aging very well right you know it's got like really good messaging it's it's like a very built out world it's about to have its own like studio right yeah, yeah complex themes and stuff but at some point in time the writers of that show were pitching it to networks and nickelodeon is where it landed right you know and like to me like i would love to talk to them about like the day that they knew that's where their show was going i think they're pretty open about that kind of stuff okay yeah and i think they were both already working for nickelodeon at okay. the time which in, is probably why it ended up there sort of like an animation space which is a whole separate thing about animation i think when we were growing up where there was this like, <clears throat> giant misconception that cartoon shows were just meant for kids and therefore it was like if it's a cartoon show then it goes on the network designed for kids but like so many of those shows, I feel like going back to them are weird and creepy. Yeah. And like have like some bizarro themes going on. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Uh, like uh, like Ren and Stimpy, I know was kind of creepy. And I was like, is this really even appropriate for kids? And I had friends who just like loved it. And I'm like, I don't get it. Like I kept waiting to be like, okay, okay. I must just keep seeing all the weird episodes and you must keep seeing all of the like the really good ones, but it's like, I don't think that's true. <laughs> yeah. I think it probably is just like a difference in difference in taste difference. Yeah. In like that's definitely what it was. You're but. consuming. But I, I do remember as an adult, cause when we were kids, we watched a lot of a show called cat dog. Yeah. And it was just literally a show about a cat. It was a, it was a, a single creature where one, he, one end of it was a dog and one end of it was a cat. Yeah. And that was, that was it. And they just sort of had this like whole relationship and whatever. And I remember as an adult, not having seen it for like, 10 plus years one episode came on like while i was on vacation you know just like flipping through the channels when i couldn't sleep one night and it was like a fever dream wow i was like (laughs) what is this like like uh, this is like upsetting to me to watch and it's like kind of upsetting that i remember some of this like Mm -hmm. i was like i don't i don't know but you did remember some of it i did remember some of it yeah i did remember some of it i mean yeah it was just it was it was pummeled into us um but I don't know where I was going with this other than kids shows animation. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Although, uh, yeah, I just think it's interesting the way that that animation as we've gotten older has sort of been able to find its own footing as something other than television made for children. Right. And you know, it's like, and, and it seems like with that, you've seen animation go and find its stride fully in, in like just, content that is not meant for kids you know, oh like, yeah like family guy american dad futurama rick and morty you yeah know, like all of the things where it's like this is not a kid's show right but but i would almost make the argument like those are all obviously and very clearly one step over the line but i don't think we were that far from the line as kids with what we were watching sure um it was just i you're right i think a lot of people were interested in like making animated shows but like that was the only available market and so it was like well if this is what i have to do to do the thing i want to do i guess i'll make a kid's show but that's not what i'm interested in making right right (laughs) but so i'll just uh insert as many uh over just tip it over the line jokes as i can (laughs) yes yes yeah and the thing is here and i I feel bad because i feel like i feel like i should have some conclusion i should have some like and my life was impacted 
in this way. And it's like, I have no idea what level of impact it have had on me, you, us, our generation, if I any. Know. I mean, you know, maybe, maybe we were just exposed to darker ideas <laughs> at a younger age. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, okay, so taking taking th- that idea and maybe parking it a little bit, but but moving into a, a conversation topic that I had planned for today that I that I think could be curious to uh, kind of discuss okay is have you seen a meme which is basically like it's it's like two frames from like a cartoon panel and it's like one person reaching over and like squeezing the other person's like lips and it says like shh let people enjoy things oh i have seen yes i've seen you, the meme okay you're familiar with that okay. i'm familiar with the meme okay so this meme i feel like i have i have like a like an incredibly complex relationship with <laughs> Because, <laughs> okay, because I feel like there is, <coughs> there is, there is so much of me that the first time I ever saw this, I was like, I wanted to like get the original artwork and have it signed by the artist and frame it and put it on my wall because I was like, thank you, thank you for saying this. Thank you for allowing this way to communicate how I feel about so many things to exist <laughs> in such a perfect way. It's like, it's like, because, because, and, and I did some reading on this today, specifically because I was very curious about this idea. Okay, well I now wa- I'm curious. And I wanted to make sure that I was like, you know, properly covering bases before before discussing it but the you and i have talked about this before we've talked about nostalgia and how like nostalgia is viewed as like a very positive idea we've talked a little bit about um growing up in the 90s and there being like those kids who came to school and be like like music today is not what it used to be like 80s rock you know like that's the only like that's real music and sort of this like sentiment i think you've described it before maybe like with pokemon or power rangers where someone at some point in time made you feel negatively for liking a thing for liking a thing yeah right and and it seemed like there was this era of time where it was almost seen as cool to dislike something that was popular Ah, it's called being a teenager right (laughs) maybe maybe (laughs) um and, and i don't know how like how much this is is locked in a specific era of time. I mean, it's in a lot of ways, there's a part of me that fears that it's kind of like fashion where it's sort of like a, um, not that I have a problem with the way that fashion works in this manner, but I'll, I'll come back to that. But like anything that was popular in, you know, the seventies became popular again in the late nineties and is popular again right now. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's sort of like, if you were to look at, like, I always like to look at the um, jackets that people are wearing to, um, like like major award shows and stuff like that like tuxedo jackets yeah. and like like lapel width which is sort of like the collar on your tuxedo jacket is sort of one of these things where it's like they'll get like really 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 big to where it's almost like like comically large and it's sort of like you know the the bigger the better you know and then at some point in time someone's like you know what like we've done big for so long like narrow as narrow as, as humanly narrow. possible let's go let's go really 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 small with them and then it's like for like a very long period of time it'll be like a, a fight to see like to the point where somebody will literally have a jacket that just doesn't have a lapel at all like it's just gone right yeah <laughs> it's like it's been removed from the jacket um but the, the 
the thing is, is that like whatever becomes commonplace ultimately needs to be disrupted by something that isn't commonplace. And for so many things like a lapel width, there there's only so many options. It's either wide or narrow. Yeah. Like, you know, it's it's if you're going to be making a statement one way or another, you're, you're just bouncing off of one wall and into the other. And how far are we from when wide was popular and how far are we from when narrow was popular? I'm trying to use the most innocuous example I could possibly think of. Right. So, I mean, I think just like even like neckties go through this. Like if you watch any any like 80s movie, all the neckties are gigantic and like huge and bulky. Yes. And now it's like, yeah, I feel like growing up though, like when especially like enter into like early adulthood, it was like skinny ties. That's the thing. Skinny ties. Yes. Yeah. Like very, no, nothing wide, nothing that's going to like make your neck look big or whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. But then I think like just just here recently, um, I think Chris Evans and Jason Sudeikis, uh, who plays Ted Lasso and then of, of course like Steve Rogers, I think they both wore a very similar tuxedo to different events where it's kind of like a blue velvet, but they both have like sort of the oversized black bow tie, mm. you know, so it's like, it's like, oh, a, it's going big. It's like, it's going big again. Going it's like, big. It's coming back around the horn. But so the, the idea here is, is that I don't know if it's teenagers that, that think it's cool to dislike things that are popular or if this was like an era of time. And then ultimately what happened was, was that era, like people were kind of like, yeah, it's, we, we've, we've been there, done that. You know, we, we've done dogging things that are popular now, maybe let's embrace things that are popular. And I do feel like we're living inside of that okay. right now. Like, I think that there is a lot more recognition of, like, top 40 pop artists who make music being highly regarded as highly gifted artists actively in the present. I, yeah, I would like, agree with that. Like, I don't think people are looking at Ariana Grande and being like, oh my gosh, you know, or like even Justin Bieber, for example, who I think was someone who absolutely received an enormous amount of criticism for, um, for, for being popular. It was like, like, you can't like Justin Bieber. Everybody likes Justin Bieber. Right. Like, where are you at? Like a 13 year old girl? Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, and, and our, or like one direction, I think is another one where it's like, it was this like mega popular, like boy band, but now like literally every member of that band is like, just like, famous like, in their own right. They're, they're and successful. And yeah. And respected. Yeah. Uh, above all else too. And, um, so it's, I think what you're seeing there though, is that like in the nineties, people were not looking at the backstreet boys and being like, these guys are artists. These guys are like, they're, they're breaking what it means to, to do th- this kind of music. Yeah. Or, I mean, I get if if people were saying that it wasn't our age group. <laughs> and, and again, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's where I don't it, know. Yeah. That's where I don't know. So someone from, from any generation, if you can chime in here and, and, and have thoughts about how that was being perceived, that was my perception of it was, was that like they sort of came on, they were super popular and the, it was, it was almost like this exact 50, 50 thing where either you were completely enamored with them and had all their albums or you knew that they were way too popular for their, their own good and you just hated them for it. Right. Um, <laughs> And so what I think is kind of interesting about this meme, if I, if I go back to that, like this, this idea of like, it's like, let people enjoy things. It sort of has a very complex and like, I I would almost even say like multifaceted viewpoint on things because on the one hand, it, it speaks to this idea that like the child in me who wanted popular things to just be like acceptable to like, yeah. Um, you know, like, like in the same way that I think that like, you know, so much of what we do on the super Carlin brothers channel is like, we love these things and we want to make sure everybody who loves these things feels like they have a place to go 
to enjoy these things. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like I would say it's a key objective of like like the mission statement for the company. It's like, yeah, <laughs> this is what we're attempting to do uh, in, in the way that we approach these things. So when you see people coming in and, and speaking negatively about one of these types of, of forms of media or something, you might see somebody chime in by posting this particular meme, which is the person saying, let people enjoy things like it's okay. Like you don't need to, you don't need to hate something just because it is popular. But then the flip flip end of that is I think that there are critics of this particular comic strip because they might suggest that it is also not okay to not like something right like the comic like as it what the strip is saying is the strip okay let me see if i can back that up okay yep so the comic is saying let people like things and but maybe what it's really saying is don't let people not not like things i think you got the double negatives correct there yes but but like also that like like basically suggesting that like it is no longer okay to criticize art in any way shape or form like all criticism is considered like like beyond reproach like is not like what are you doing here like like we don't need criticism and i I, the phrase that i've seen attached to this is is called uh poptimism which is basically like okay. having an optimistic viewpoint about things that are popular. Um, okay. So, so yeah. So so we live in the era of poptimism. Like we live in a world where take the most popular TV show, you know that that you can that you can think of, and it's celebrated that you like it, despite the fact that it is the most popular show going right now. Right. Um. Like I think like like Squid Wars. I think Squid Game. Squid Game. Squid. Not. I haven't seen it yet. So. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Squid Game. Definitely. Right now. Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Yes. Um. And and I haven't seen it either. Okay. Mm. Okay. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile. And it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Pop. 
popcorn culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like, even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting. You know, to me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip. Turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab. And that's where Arena Club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack, but it's for a pre-graded card. Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or displaying arena club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out and right now you can get 10 percent off your first purchase by going to arena club.com slash pop pop which wow that is a crazy offer 10 percent off a 400 slab pack that's like 40 dollars right there anyway that's arena club.com slash pop pop for 10 percent off your first purchase Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Um... Where am I going with this? Hang on, let me get my thought back. I was thrown off by getting it wrong. A squared worm. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you were thinking of? No, 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 no. That's a good SpongeBob a squared reference. Squared I feel like SpongeBob went through a period of time where SpongeBob was not like like you know it was it was almost childish to like SpongeBob, mm-hmm. and then SpongeBob came back again. And yeah, it was almost like once again like we'll let let's celebrate that. And in so many ways, what I'm describing is nostalgia. But but a lot of what I'm trying to describe here is. The fact that nostalgia is something that we are as like as a big collective embracing, yeah, and me attempting to recognize that and and like almost like embrace the current situation in in a way that is so difficult in so many different 
other aspects of the world right now and be like, we're living during like a real good time for the way that it is viewed to enjoy the things that we enjoy. I agree. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. Um, so on, I like that. But then the other end of, of this particular uh, meme is that I feel like I was so excited for its arrival on the scene because I feel like it did perfectly express something that like I had felt before. Because, because you felt like you were enjoying things and people were coming in and like harshing your, your mellow. Yes. Yes. Yeah, very, like, very I'm, well stated. Like I, I, I'm just sitting here liking watching Moana and enjoying it. And someone's walk, walking in and saying, Hey, you know, Disney really has a monopoly on the entire entertainment industry and you buying this ticket is perpetuating. Yeah. Yes. I, I, right. I, yeah. 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 Um, I, I think that, I think there's a portion of me that that has that has that like where where I, I think a huge amount of the anxiety that that I feel is it does spawn from this sense of like like fear that at any point in time something that I like will become so quickly problematic that like I will need to find a way to extinguish the enjoyment of the thing inside of my heart for fear of then contributing to that per, like you know right and so you like in so when you first saw this meme it made you feel like i like this because it makes me feel like i don't have to worry about like having that fire extinguisher ready like yes like there was something comforting to me about it in that way where it's like where it's like it's okay it is okay to like this thing yeah and, and you don't need to constantly feel like that that need like to at any given point in time, like, like I can't put two feet into an interest at any point in time for the, like the radical fear that it w- it will be disallowed shortly. And like, and like I need to find a way to, to then quickly let go of it. Like, like I, like I need to have an exit strategy built in for all of my interests for when the inevitability occurs, that something so negative is associated with it that, that like, that I need to be, I need to be prepared to let it go. Mm-hmm. Um, does it, does that make sense? I guess, I guess it does make sense. And it sounds like a really like difficult and tumultuous way to like, um, like <laughs> move forward. World. Yes. Because my thought would be that in the event that such a negative thing ever did happen and you needed to like reel back from enjoying that thing. It's not like, I don't think people would hold it against you for having ever liked the thing because no one knew about the negative side of the thing yet. So in the meantime, just live, uh, just enjoy, you know, you, you can enjoy the moment. And if, if you have to backtrack later, then because new information was found, then that's okay. But I also think that what any, for anything that exists, there will be, haters on a thing sure and sure. for anything you might like there will be people who want you who think that thing is problematic and needs to be taken down a peg and it, like there you know like uh, i'm just gonna pull an example out like 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 let's say football or something okay you know i enjoy watching football it's a fun thing for me to do sure and i know there are people who don't enjoy watching football. But then I know that there are people who actively think football as a sport shouldn't exist. Like, like it's, think like it's, it's wrong. Think it's like, yeah. And it's just like, like I, I, I know you people exist 
I, I know that's out there and it's like, I, I, I don't care. <laughs> sure. Like, I, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna continue to watch it and enjoy it. And I don't want, I don't want that sentiment. That's where I feel like this meme is like, just let people enjoy things. Right. Just well, like the, the very <clears throat> interesting thing about that very specific <clears throat> example is that this cartoon was specifically created for the Super oh. Bowl one year. So like, <laughs> it's, it, it, it's like literally like the, the first <clears throat> frame of this. Oh, is, oh, is there a missing frame? There, there's a missing frame oh, where, okay. where one person is saying like, Oh, you're watching the sports ball. Like, and, and they're literally talking about football. Oh yeah. Like and, why, why would you care so much about one person putting a ball past the line? Yeah. Exactly. It's yeah. Yeah. Like, it's because like, it's fun for me. Okay. Can I just, <laughs> can I, I just want to no no I, I i get it completely um and and it's like i had i had a, a sort of interesting one here in the past couple of weeks um and it's uh it's 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 challenging because because these things it seems like as time has gone on have largely ultimately come to light with so many of the things that i that i was at one point in time like deeply passionate about or, or cared about, like, you know, I think I've given the example before that, like, we grew up watching the Tour de France. Yeah. We grew up with Virginia Tech football. Yeah. You know, like, um, just in, and not that either of those things are, are specifically negative, but the specific, you know, childhood heroes I had were Lance Armstrong and Michael Vick. Right. <laughs> you know, and it's like, and, and I know that I've brought this up on the pot before. Like, I know that this is something that like has, has weighed on me. And, and those specific examples are, are large and weird and have their own, you know, whatever, if you want to get into the, to the nitty gritty of them. But the fact is that you have to get into the nitty gritty of them. It's like, like something that, that as a kid, you know, that I wasn't taking, that I wasn't looking at these things beyond like, like my dad likes Virginia tech football. So he brought me to a Virginia tech football game. And now I have come to like the people in the maroon jerseys instead of the people in the blue jerseys. And it's like, it's like an allegiance that I pledged when I was like, you know, eight. Sure. And, and so it's kind of like this like weird thing where, where as you get older and you can look at things more critically, it's like whether or not I can mentally comprehend how or why at some point in time something can become problematic it doesn't change the fact that there is a finite number of these things that i can purely like so much right you know it's like it's it's hard to it's hard to put it back together once it's already been fractured right you know it's like it's like this is it's just like you're taking like something that that started at such a young age and in such a like absolutely pure way and it's like it's been and it's like they can be put back together sort of but but they're they're still glued back together they're right. still not the like original happy crystal orb i suppose they, but like so is is your issue like that when all of the michael vick like stuff happened that it made you disinterested in virginia tech as a whole i, I yes i think that i think that like that's a, that's like a lot of what happens oh that's is, interesting is like it 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 in some way, shape or form takes this thing that, that again, like was this, like the, this very pure idea. And it's like, it's, it's been adjusted. It's been changed. And it's like, it's like, there's no, there's nothing I can do about the fact that it's like, there's no way for me to go back, you know? And it's like, so in, and, and now it's like, there, it's like, I'm so afraid of, 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 of saying that you like, liked Virginia tech football. No, I'm not, I'm okay. not afraid of saying that. Okay. I am afraid of losing 
these things from my life okay. entirely. This is not like an outside perception type of problem. It is uh, it is a problem that is affected by outside perception. But my my own personal concern is that like if this happens to too many things that it's like th- it will be so like I will have to literally reinvent the wheel, you know, like at, at my current age. Yeah. Because because it's just like otherwise I don't get to there's no way for me to have the entire lifetime of experiences and, mm-hmm. and sense of grandeur or whatever that I had and, you know, sort of like disproportionate weight that you can apply to something. Okay. So it's it's almost like um like being in a relationship with somebody and like loving that person and then they like they cheat on you. And right. it's like it's like it, it doesn't mean that relationships have never gotten back together after something like that has happened before. Right. But it's like there's no way to remove that piece of information from your history. Mm-hmm. And so you and depending on the person, you might be much better at coming to terms with that or putting it behind you or putting it to rest or understanding the circumstances or whatever the case may be. But, you know, I, I think for me that that's where I struggle to. It's almost like I have like trust issues with my interests, with your interests, with my interests, because you think you're going to enjoy something that eventually proves itself to be problematic. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. That's a very, that's, I, <laughs> that is an interesting way to like have to approach Everything and I guess on the one hand you could just like you know try and vet your interests really well before you get into like any given thing. Y- yes, like and and you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, with that like and, and I think as an adult you know they, like that is something that you can put some some responsibility into you know is is sort of like what what are the potential impacts of this thing? But but again it's like if you go back to that that like very pure idea of like getting to go to a tailgate for the first time, getting to go to your first game, watching the team absolutely destroy the competition, like being there with your dad. Like it's like the, there was no way for me to have vetted that in, in advance. There was no way for me to know how much I was going to enjoy it in yeah. advance. You know, does, right. that, does that make sense? I think you just have to, if you, if you are enjoying something and you're liking it and you can just go full steam ahead and like, especially because like a lot of things, like like hobbies or interests you might end up having like right now they've been around long enough that they've survived you know years and years worth of um people being interested in it without like some giant problematic thing because if there was some giant problematic thing associated with something it probably would have reared its head by now sure so i think that that's one thing you could probably take solace in <laughs> sure you is know? It, if it if it is somehow managed to be around long enough right as to as to not have been currently destructed right yeah okay that makes sense yeah if that if that eases <laughs> any tension on your and is there something you're trying to get into right now that you're afraid to get into no i i think that i think that really it's it's like it it's again to use like the relationship example it's almost like i have become like a committophobe to interests specifically because it's almost like all of my other interests have cheated on me. I see. Throughout history. So, but like then, okay, but even, let me ask you this. So let's say you get into something, let's, but like, what's the worst that can happen? That's a very good question. You know, like, okay, so you get into something and you find out it's bad, then what? Then what's the worst thing that can happen? The, the, this is what I'm saying is that, is that I think there's a, my fear, the irrational fear, the anxiety is that it's, is that it's a, that it is a finite number of times that I will be able to rediscover the glow. Oh, I don't believe that at all. Not one bit. 
you got to stop living in that world, bro. Yeah. You can, you dude, you are always going to be able to find the glow. Like you, I mean, you shine from within and they, 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 you can't put that out. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, I appreciate that. I, 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 and, and I, the, the optimistic side of my brain, of course, grasps, gr- you know, takes that firmly. Yeah. You know, it's like, a, like, I think that that really wants to, wants to latch on. I, I think it's mostly just like probably, probably years of, of each time. And even in, in more recent history finding that I, that I, that I got f- less and less far into something new before the problem reared its head. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's almost like, um, like not being sure if the, the eye on the stove is still hot and, and you keep tapping it just to, just to check the temperature. And each time you do, it's like, no, it's still hot. Still, mm-hmm. still not ready to put your hand there yet. Well, this is, I mean, again, people can find problems with literally anything. Sure. And I think the part of like the modern day, like social media sphere and the way that we interact with the internet is that whatever those problems are, people are, they love to be super loud about those things. Sure. And some like, maybe uh sometimes there there are real problems that do need addressing and like this is a good thing to bring up and sometimes it's like it's just it's like you you can find a problem with anything and you found a problem good for you is that a reason for this thing to not exist or to make people feel bad for liking a thing maybe maybe not right just because anyone has a problem with it doesn't mean one that that person is correct or two that you have to stop liking a thing that's true that's true (laughs) which again brings me back to this particular comic strip yeah let people enjoy things. Let people enjoy things. Which Although, is, ironically, people stopped enjoying this this uh, comic strip, to which the answer could just be the comic strip again. <laughs> that's true. You know, it's that's sort of true. like a very meta unto itself comic strip. <laughs> true, 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 true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, I mean, it, yeah, it all it all comes back. We've said it before on the show, but like embracing your spike, em- yes. embracing your spikes. That's the thing, Ben. Embrace your spikes. Let them shine. Let them shine. Yeah. Let them. Let them. Let them spike. Let them glow. Okay. Glow in the dark spikes. So now, not like, uh, not unlike no, our no. new vinyl record coming out for Q4 on Patreon. What segue dab? Wow, oh, man. Wow. Look, I wow. did it. Wow. We got out of the weeds. <laughs> we did it. I'm so impressed. Yeah. If you guys are interested over on patreon.com slash popcorn culture, we have an exclusive merch tier. Uh, the, the function of that tier is basically to uh, give us an opportunity to provide you guys with merchandise and be able to produce the merchandise to the exact specific quantity that is requested mm-hmm. and also being able to really like go and have some fun uh <coughs> like like for example one of my one of my love languages is gift giving yes and so the idea of being able to go and attempt to find something new and fun and interesting that we can provide for the quarterly merch option yeah is like a great way to like fulfill that that want you it know, is it's need. like you get to give a gift to all of the little kernels exactly exactly yeah. uh and so the the upcoming q4 uh, quarterly merch option is going to be a glow in the dark vinyl record uh, with with an exclusive episode of popcorn culture on it, which can only be listened in vinyl format. Yes, I'm very excited about that. We have not recorded it yet. We have not. We have not. But but it it should be coming soon so yeah. that we can so that we can get the the production underway um but if yeah you, again if you want to check this out it's patreon.com slash popcorn culture okay jay so switching yes. switching gears to something that has made me feel very 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 good lately okay so this is this has been kind of like a cool thing to watch and i think almost one of the cooler things if i want to get super meta to watch 
about it is the way that I can see Alice watching me reacting positively to this experience. Okay. Which is that we we have once again uh, kind of marched into the realm of TikTok. Ah, uh, the talk. Yes. The, the past week here at Super Carlin Brothers, we have uh, put up, I think by the time you're listening to this, I think we'll have put up three TikToks in the past week. Yes. Does that sound right? I think that sounds right. Okay. Yep. yep. So this is, this is like one of those areas of the social media sphere that I, that I think personally, my experience with it is that it is still very, very, very positive. Um, yeah. Like, like I don't, I like in the same way that I can like walk away from Instagram or Twitter and feel like worse about myself. I don't have that experience with TikTok. Let me t- this okay. as a consumer. Okay. This has been, okay. It's interesting you bring this up because like, uh, so yeah, the past week, the most recent one we've posted as of this recording is, called um buh, buh, was it? uh the one talking about how meg from hercules becomes mother gothel from uh tangled, tangled yep right and when we put it up like we we put up a few tiktoks in the past and they've gotten you know reasonably good views you know yeah. views that when i looked at it i was like oh my gosh this is crazy but this one in particular went way more viral than the rest have gone i think it's presently sitting at like five million views or something yeah and I, it was just like watching watching the numbers go up has been like oh my god this is a, what is happening oh my, this is insane yes and it has been a really it's just been really interesting because i feel like my experience on tiktok has been a little bit different than on youtube even where like every time I like refresh the page where it shows you like, oh, you have new followers or you have new comments or new people liked this video or whatever. Like a lot of times I'll like look at the comments and some person, you know, some of them will be like, this is kind of a stretch. Oh, did you hurt yourself with that reach? <laughs> it was just like sure. people disagreeing with the theory itself, which <laughs> hilarious. It's so rock solid. Oh, my gosh. Oh. <laughs> I just like I have to try hard so hard not to be snarky because the the points that bring up are so bad. But anyway, sorry, that's a snark is I'll get about it. But it's like like I can feel like that like that like old trigger from like YouTube being like it's like oh my god it makes me so mad like I'm just, like I can feel that anger going up. But then I can also just like look and it's like I I can like look at this and just laugh a little bit more at comments like that because I'm like, look at the number going up. Like if <laughs> like, it's not going up because tons of people disagree with it. Right. <laughs> and it's just like, like, I don't know. It's just like so obvious. It, it feels like for some reason it's much obvious, much more obvious that the tide is really positive with like a few like people yelling or trying to tear you down and being like silly because like you know what that happened in like the first day when i read those comments and since then they have just disappeared they have just washed and i have not seen any negativity for like the last five days (laughs) right right it it sounds to me like like it found its way into the tiktok algorithm yeah to wherever it needed to be to find the people who wanted to see it right (laughs) uh which is good which is really good uh and it's and it's very exciting and it's it's just it's it's really 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 cool because it's so rare i think like i think last week we were were talking a little bit about like weightlifting and how i've i've never really had the experience where like i've i have moved physically more weight than I ever thought would be possible Mm -hmm. for me to move, which is not to say I've ever really moved an impressive amount of weight. 
Well, and not with those like scrawny non seventeen inch biceps. I know. I'm exactly. working on it. I'm exactly. working on it. But um, this is like one of these things where it's like it is shocking me. It is shocking me in the most positive way I can describe. Like, yeah. <laughs> like where you know I like it's so it is so rare. It it would be like like I remember as a kid going and, and checking my bank account and and like there being. $10 more in it than I thought that I had in it because I, I, for whatever reason had calculated too many tips or something. And it was like, oh, I have more money than I thought. That's fun. Yeah. You know? And it was like, th- but this is, this is like me looking at Alice and being like, okay, I'm going to refresh the page. Do you think it hit 1 million views yet? And then you like refresh it and it's like 1.9 and you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like I, I didn't know if it broke one and now it's almost a two. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't, I don't know what it is. So it's, it's been, I've been having like such a, such a very, 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 uh, positive experience. Just getting to like, just getting to enjoy the fact that, that maybe even it's, it's slightly reassuring, uh, as to like even what we do because like TikTok sort of stormed in and it feels like TikTok is actively taking users from every other platform every day. And I think we went to Disney a couple months ago now, I think, or a month ago. Yeah. Uh, and, and all of the other people we were there with are people who create TikToks and, and all of them are fairly new on the scene. Like, like for the most part, their entire, um, you know, like, like social media, I'm going to call it uploader. Because I, I think Ooh, it's a, is that the word? I think that's the is word. Is that better than influencer, creator, an uploader? An uploader. Okay. So they've been uploaders for it sounds like about eighteen months. Okay. So you know probably were were something some version of like a pandemic. Like we got bored, so we decided to make some videos, and it turns out they were popular, so we made more videos and and so on and so forth. But in comparison to like us starting our YouTube channel in two thousand twelve, it it definitely felt like we we are kind of like relics it felt like you know like like we we've been around a lot longer and it was like i don't think we can make it on this platform like i'm just not as creative as these people and so there was something incredibly validating um i think about about being like like what we produce is good good enough to where we even have the ability or or like the, the the people here who can help us do it to create something awesome in a new format in a different location and like, look, it, it worked. And like, that has been like one of the most just like reassuring things that I've been able to experience as an uploader on the interweb is like, moving to a new platform and seeing that like what you like that your skill set like reaffirming that like your skill set and like what you bring to the table is like like um just yeah that you can create a, a like a product that people enjoy right um and and i think that for the for the longest period of time it like i've always very much enjoyed very like tactile um creations because, yeah. because there's something about like being done with with doing something with your own hands and being able to step back and, and like being able to look at it and be like, this is good. I can see that it is good. I can feel that it is good. Um, but when you are making this stuff for the interweb, it's like it is it's hard to wrap your head around that. Yeah. A little bit because it's it, it at any given point in time you can make a video you didn't feel that confident about and it can do extremely well. And while while that's a very positive thing to, you know, surprise yourself with, it's it's kind of like you, you still question like I didn't even think this was that good. 
and now and, and it did well and so like it, it competes with your ability to know whether or not you you know what it is that is good about what you create and put out there it i mean this is this is a challenge i think anyone who makes anything online has faced at some point in uploaders. their yeah uploaders any uploader of any kind <laughs> has uh faced uh during their career because like you're right you don't sometimes i remember especially like in our first year of super carlin brothers like you know you would like live or die by like that little email refresh in the morning and it would you know sometimes it would be like it the the margins were so slim that like any any number felt like really obvious in one direction or the other like if i had let's say like a baseline 15 emails or something in the morning, whether that was a combination of like comments or subscriptions or whatever. Yeah. You know, if it was like nine, that was like, obviously this wasn't as good. Right. Like, like, like the, the difference between 15 and 13 was like, that's a pretty big difference. Yeah. You know, because it's like such a tiny number. Um, and you just like live in there and some days, you know, you would like have an idea and it would just feel like, Oh, this is great. I had such a funny take on this and I'm going to go, I, I know exactly what I'm going to write and this is going to be great. And you would put up and then you check it and it would be like, oh, okay, I guess it did. maybe it wasn't as good as I thought. It wasn't as good as I thought. Whereas other days you would arrive home and you would think like, I don't even know what I'm going to talk about. I'm just going to like, I, I don't know. I'm just going to sit down there and type and we'll just see what happens. And then you put that up and it's like, Oh my gosh, look at that. The 22 emails. My goodness. Like, uh, yeah, exactly. I like, yeah. Sh- like what, what? I didn't even know what I was, you know? And it's like, you don't, it's, it can be very frustrating because like you felt like you put a ton of time and energy and effort into crafting like a very specific thing one day. And another day you just sort of like wung it and that thing did better. And you're like, d- Am I approaching it in completely the wrong way? Because it's like, certainly if you're just going to wing it for everything, that's not going to pan out all the time. <laughs> right. Like, but obviously it did here. So am I taking like a too controlled approach or even just things as simple as like, you know, you wrote a bunch of jokes into this video and it's like you made them to the camera and you thought they were funny when you wrote them, but you have no idea whether people laughed at them at home and if they laughed hard and they had to like pause the video or if it was like a <laughs> kind of like, oh, okay, that was a, a little snort laugh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, like you, you breathed, don't know. I breathed out of my nose. Or did they just, are they, were they like, <laughs> okay, that was bad. <laughs> right. Right. You know, yeah. like, you don't, you don't know. You don't know. <laughs> but that, but that's what I mean too. Yeah. It's like if you build, if you build like the coffee table that's in front of us, for example, it's like, it's like you can build it. And it's like, if it has rickety legs and you know, would fall over if you sat on it, it's like, you know, it's not good. Yeah. You know it's not good. You know it's not good. And it's like people who are professionals at what they do tend to know whether or not the product that they made was good or bad without outside validation. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I think that that is the real, the real trick of this particular field Mm -hmm. is that it's like, it's like you can make the thing that you were the most proud of that you've ever made before. And, and it, and it, it may just be the case that it is just not popular in the way that you need it to be popular in order to continue to like pay your bills or whatever. Right. Um, so it's like, it's difficult because yeah, then you have this like odd relationship with something where it's like, I know why this, like I, I made this, I was proud of it. I knew it was good and it took off. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's hard to step back and be able to look at that and feel really strongly about it. Right. Um, which, which means that you're, you're slightly flimsy when it comes to what your perspective is. Like, I, I think it makes you get second guess yourself a lot. Mm-hmm. 
um, which I, I do anyway. So sure. You know, on a good day. No, I hear you. Even, when, even when building coffee tables. It's as if we, we have been performing for only, you know, 20 theaters in, in Virginia for the past 10 years. And suddenly we're like, well, I guess we can, um, I don't know. I guess we'll just, we'll take this out to California and see if people like it there. Right. And it's like, you know what? The people in Virginia all knew exactly. They, they, they came to know us. They knew us and we knew we, we, we liked them and they liked us. And some, sometimes I showed up and sometimes I showed up in bigger numbers and sometimes, but like that we knew it worked. Right. We knew, we knew it was good here. Right. And then we took it somewhere else and it's like, oh my God, maybe is it good other places? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what yes, I mean? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Like, it's just like, maybe like it's, it, I, I do know what you mean. It's like the feeling of like, feeling like you're good at what you do, even in a new place. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. Cause, th- and that's, that's been like one of those thoughts that I've, that I've had is, is sort of like, you know, best case scenario is that we, we are able to continue to do our current job. Like, and, and, and then we'll just find ways to continue to do that, you know, going forward. But then it's always been one of those things where it's like, with this particular career, if you were to step outside of it and, and enter like the job market, it's almost like, I don't even know specifically what I am. You know, it's like, like if you're, mm-hmm. if you're like a, like a lawyer, for example, then you can go to a different firm and, and you're still a lawyer, you know, right. like, <laughs> you still know law. Yeah. Um, and it's like, I think, I think that's like one of those things where it's like, Hmm, I can come up with a whole bunch of ideas. Some of them might work. I can't tell you which ones. Mm-hmm. How willing are you to try a bunch of them? Right. <laughs> and I don't even know where I am at, a, at, at, um, hmm, an ice store you're in an ice store they sell ice they sell ice okay yeah yeah okay that sounds like a good place for you to start and it doesn't seem like the worst yeah okay (laughs) okay okay we can work on that anyway i feel like today's today's episode was heavy it it felt a little heavy there for a while from what was seemed like a fairly just like a simple meme i know i know well it's it's uh, that's what i mean this is i i've i've talked about it with art in the same way before where it's it's like if if art has to be explained to you to be appreciated and you're its intended audience, then it's like, then is it good art? Well, I like the addition of the sentence and you're its intended audience. Yeah. Because like, it's certainly possible like that you need art that was created in 1860 to be explained to you to, to for someone to explain the significance of that to you because like why would you know yeah, yeah it's you like, know i wasn't i wasn't, I wasn't there. there i wasn't i don't know the I history know. of the time that the artist was living in well enough but if i was an expert in 1860 you know uh france or something yeah specifically this one town where this person came from and, yeah. it's, and it's like a painting about that exact type of thing and you're yeah. like wow they did such a good job of explaining it then now now we need to know what is the most famous piece of french art from the year 1860 hmm. someone on reddit will find it someone on, yeah absolutely yeah it's, it's got to be out there it's got to be this that has to exist right right that exists but but here's the thing too is that like when you have people who become like experts on art it's it's uh it's funny because like they are the people that everybody looks to to determine whether or not something 
is in fact art. Oh, this is like what Ratatouille is about, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's like Anton Ego is like, it doesn't matter how good the food at Gusto's is because if Anton Ego doesn't like it, then that will be the opinion that matters about this restaurant. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. This is the terrible, and that, that's like his whole thing at the end. It's like the terrible job of the critic or whatever. Right. The, yeah. Now, we are circling the exact same drain yeah. all day today. Because this is again <laughs> the comic strip over again. This is, is the comic that, like, strip. It's like Anton Ego is the person who's who's telling people that Gusto's food isn't good, even though maybe it is good. Yeah. He just doesn't like it. Right. But he's the voice who tells people. Yeah. Lost a star. Wow. Wow. Man, I don't think I can do any more of this mind-bending conversation, but I have so many thoughts and curiosities uh, to, to everybody out there in the listening audience about, is, is there anything, this would be the question that I would pose to people, is there anything that you've ever loved that that you had to fall out of love with and, and not because you just naturally fell out of love with it. Mm-hmm. Like that's something you had to leave. Were you okay? Because it became problematic or because you were like socially bullied out of it. One or the other. One or the other. Any which way. Tell us your tale. Tell Yes. Yeah. I want, I want your information. I want your stories. I want to know, uh, what, what your experience with this might be. Also, if you want to check us out on Patreon and, and get in on that, uh, Q4, uh, quarterly merch item, which again is going to be a glow in the dark vinyl record with an exclusive episode of popcorn culture on it. Uh, you can do so at patreon.com slash popcorn culture. Any feedback you have about the show, you can send into popcorn culture pod at gmail.com. Uh, additionally, we're on Twitter and Reddit where the conversation and TikTok. And TikTok. Yeah. As Super Carlin Brothers. Super underscore Carlin underscore brothers. Nice, nice. Yeah. yeah. Very, very well, very well stated. Um we, we will we will know that you're a little kernel follower. If you go and follow us over there, we'll know we'll be like "Mm, this one right here. I can tell, I can tell they got, they got kernel in their blood. You can see it. You can tell. Yeah. Anyway, guys, as always, thank you so much for tuning in and for your support until next time. Pop, pop. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.